There's a Zen proverb that says, It takes a wise man to learn from his mistakes, but an even wiser man to learn from others. This is Raw Rants. Raw Rants. Business and life is hard. And on this show, you'll hear from people that have been through it all. The ups, the downs, the struggles, and the wins. Get ready for a real, direct, unscripted, fun, and thought-provoking podcast. This is Raw Rants. Your host is a dad who built six companies. He's a serial entrepreneur angel investor, soccer club co-owner who's lived in Europe, Asia, and North America. Oh, and he's a dog dad, Stefan Tieringer. Folks, when you hear this music, you know exactly where you are. I want to say hello to all our old friends and welcome back. And as we're getting into the groove and the rhythm, I'm also welcoming all the new friends. And if you could see what I can see right now, she's already dancing on the screen. Today, we're going to have amazing episodes. This is something... I was introduced to her. She holds from all the way Tacoma, Washington. But here's a connector for her and I. Not that I was raised in Boston, but she was raised in Boston. So being in Boston and actually having the pleasure and honor speaking to her, that's kind of a connector, isn't it? Sure. (laughs) Now, the other part is this. She has an incredible, incredible story. And people call her not only amazing... I can tell you she is super energetic, but also one of the things her friends call her is the field general. She will share a little bit of a bittersweet story about her family, but she also has an amazing story in regards to being a competitive athlete in track and field. She is an amateur sprinter. And listen to this one. She's in state competitions, national competitions. Her husband coached her for a long time. She has now a professional elite coach who is an Olympic sprinter. She raptured her Achilles. Talk about a comeback story. And she's still (laughs) running again. Now, we're talking to a state champion of Washington State in 2017 in the 100 meters. And she now and today competes at the National Senior Games four times or the 4 by 100 silver medalists. She's a national ranked 50 meter sprinter or dash as they call it. And she is a 100 meter ranking, if I have it correct, and I'm sure she'll correct me, ranking yeah. 17th. And she's placed in the last competition, the national competition, she's placed 7th. And then I asked her also. And that'll stop the introduction. The dumbest thing she's ever done. And it's a really, really funny and such a relatable story. She was telling me about when she went to college, there came recruiters. And she was interviewing because she was intrigued by marketing and retail and fashion retail, which she has a thing or two to say as well about. And after the interview, she stood up and she walked out the door. There was one of two doors. And she picked the one that was that closet. Good one. And I am so, so, so super honored. She's right here with me, Madonna Hanna. Madonna, welcome, welcome, welcome to Raw Rants. I'm so intrigued about our conversation the first time and so much more curious to hear even more today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Raw Rants. Honored to have you here. Why, thank you so much, Stefan. And I'm glad to be on Raw Rant, and thank you for that introduction. (laughs) Here I am. Let me tell you this about her. Yeah, she walked into the wrong door. (laughs) It was a closet. (laughs) Yes, I wish that I could. And I heard the interviewer behind me go, oh, (laughs) 
I love it. I love it. You know, it's so interesting. You you've you've lived a full life, uh, and and you're still in in this. I, I mean, when I every time I speak to you, I, I think I said this to you. We spoke late in the day, my time, and I said to you, this was like a perfect way to end the day. The energy you come across with, and and guys, if you're listening to this, you can already tell this. If you're seeing it, you can already tell as well. But it, 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 immensely grateful for that from your side. But having said that, I also know you are today um, not just a role model to a lot of people. I know you're teaching people. I know you're mentoring people. Share some of those things where people listening, you know, they may be going for recruitment. They may be going for an interview. They may be going into the early stages of their career. And you can look back at a life of, uh, of fullness, of of you know, experiences and taking that particular experience, why uh, the recruiter goes like, oh, well, go, uh, yeah, right? <laughs> we judge people by maybe one action, even though we don't really know. Yes. Them. And yes. I think that's something you and I spoke a little bit about before. Tell me about that piece a little bit. Maybe the life experience you had in that respect and, and the moments that we can create, but also the moments that are a fraction of who we are and people judge us by it. I'll start off with the story about me being in my very first really important job interview. As a professional in the fashion industry, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, I went on to become a fashion marketing educator. I would tell my students about that story, about here I am, nervous, wanting to do my best, preparing, wanting to do my best for this interview. And it was in a place that was comfortable because the recruiters came to the school and the room I had been in so many times. I had had classes in that room. And here I am in this very, very awkward situation that I place myself in. The message I would give my students is make sure you are aware of your Mm. surroundings. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When you go in for an interview, check. (laughs) Just give a quick glance around the room, see if there's more than one door. (laughs) Right, right. Kind of be be more aware, and two, when the unexpected happens, first, it's not the end of the world. It is not. That's it's right. Feel like it's going to feel like it's the end of the world, but it's not. In my case, looking back, I wished I had just laughed. <laughs> you know, because I because I'm thinking, oh. Should I close the door behind me and just stay in here? (laughs) Let me me just stay in here. All right. But no, I, you know, I, I exited, I smiled at the interviewer and then I went out (laughs) and I went out. I love it. I love it. That's so good. That's so good. What is, I mean, you were just talking about retail and fashion marketing. Um, I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly or maybe it's you, you. How do you say it correctly? Retail fashion marketing? I was my, I started my career as a retail executive and then became a fashion merchandiser at a national women's apparel manufacturer. Got it. So the advice, kind of the, the short lesson for people in interviews, in retail marketing, in retail and fashion management what would you tell them today come from the perspective of where you kind of look back at now and you say, you know what, this is things that I've learned, but also I've taken them forward because you have an extremely, extremely competitive spirit as well, yes. which makes you a national competitor and somebody who's yes. Yes. like ranking in the top 10 and top 20 in the, in the country. Yes. And um, how does that translate into that? And and I know you shared with me graciously that some of your friends call you the field marshal. <laughs> so that also tells me though the way I get to experience the 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 grace, the 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 pleasure you you project into the world, the energy, you have a good sense of balance, right? Yes, I do. 
Yes, I do. <laughs> Most days I do. <laughs> uh, when my advice to people who are looking for employment and who are looking to find a job in a specific field that they yep. feel that they have a passion for, yep. do your homework. Mm. Find out about the business company corporation that you want to work for. Mm-hmm. Find out who their competitors are. Find out what they're good at. And then look inside yourself and look at your experience and be prepared to tell them how you can contribute to what they're doing to what their goal is. Hmm. I know that in interviews, sometimes there's a particular question that an interviewer may ask. Why should I hire you? Mm -hmm. I've learned and I've told my students and other people I assist, assist, never say because I'm the best person for the job. First of all, you don't know that. You don't know that you, mm. you're the best person. And you really haven't answered the question. Mm. You should hire me because your goals are. And this is how, from my experience, my expertise, mm. my skills, talents, this is how I am going to be able to assist you to move forward to achieve your goals. Right, right, right. And be ready to share at least three things about yourself. Maybe reiterate something that you mentioned before in the interview, or sometimes this is an opportunity to bring up something that you forgot Mm. to mention about yourself because Mm. that happens too in an interview. Yeah, I always tell I always tell people the best thing is that very quickly you project yourself into this us situation, right? When I work with you, us, we can accomplish the following thing, which makes also the interviewer or the interviewers think of you as being part of the team, which makes such a big difference. Exactly. You want to see yourself as part of the team, and that will come across because you've done the homework. Mm-hmm. They know that you cared enough to do the yeah. homework. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Now, I, I, I got to say this because you shared it with me, and it's such a funny story. So, so I know the two companies you worked for in Boston. Uh, I'm not sure if Jordan Marsh was in Boston, but Jordan Marsh, I know, is one of Jordan the ones Marsh, where downtown you, Boston, yes, uh, in downtown Boston. But the other one we talked about was Filene's Basement, the old good Filene's Basement, which was oh, a government. Geez that downtown crossing area. And and then you said, you know, shopping is a thing for me. So you're like a recovering shopping addict, like we all are a little bit, right? And so talk to us about these Filene's basement fights. Was that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) You and I have experienced Filene's basement. Yep. Uh, Believe it was the first thing when I came to Boston Madonna, I told you this. When I came to Boston, people said to me, Oh, Fightling's basement is unbelievable. And I literally, I think I shared the story with you. I had my hands on the same suit like another guy. And, yeah. and it's like basically, I mean, literally, Fightling's basement was really Fightling's basement. It was not like where you, it's the first floor. No, it was basement. And <laughs> and I had my hands on the same suit. And if one of probably your colleagues then or uh, previous colleagues would have not stepped in and said, Sir, I saw that he had his hands on that suit mm-hmm. the first. He probably the guy. He would have probably got into a, a fist fight with me over 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 a, a stupid suit. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, it would have been. Let's get ready to rumble. Right, right. Suit. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, one of the stories I always heard about was that story at Faline's basement um, when they would sell the wedding dresses. Right? Was that crazy? Yes, absolutely crazy. They would be this fabulous shipment of wedding dresses, maybe from 
Bloomingdale's or Neiman Marcus. And first of all, you and I know that you can enter Feline's basement through the subway. When that's you're right. that's you, right, that was that exit there. Yeah. The subway, that basement entrance. Yeah. There might be people already pressed up, <laughs> pressed up against the door, just waiting to get in. And once that door is open, boom, get out of the way because the stampede happens. And here you could probably see some of Boston's most proper ladies and young ladies charging and snatching and <laughs> grabbing a multitude of gowns because you got to grab an armful. And uh, well, guys, listen carefully. Unfortunately, Filene's basement does not exist any longer. But if you're ever at a door locked, here is the technique Madonna teaches us. Grab as much as you fucking can. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Grab an arm. See, in the case of the gowns, Wedding, just grab an armful, okay? You, you, your mother, your grandmother, you grab an armful, and then you have somebody standing guard over the pile because, as you know, well, no, come on, come on, as you know, there aren't any dress, there weren't any dressing rooms. That's right. That's right. There weren't any dressing rooms. You're right. You're right. So here you are. With your pile of count, grandma and mom just guarding, and you're stripping down, putting the gowns on. And That's fantastic. Heaven forbid if somebody should snatch, as you know, should should snatch a gown or reach for it, then the fight was on. <laughs> and and uh, as a, a manager, there there were times when I when I did have to step in or um, yes uh, speak up about you know ladies come on <laughs> uh, yes yeah yeah I it's, love that that is like, fantastic it's, yeah it's, that is so good that is so good so so uh, observing this competitive spirit between women catching gowns right and get walking out of there. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, quite a bit about your your track and field journey, and I know there's a there's a personal story behind it as well that's very closely connected to that, um, because I know your husband, um, who I believe passed in 2019 of cancer, and I'm, I'm I'm again so sorry about that, which I know had a huge influence on you, taking up that dream and and coaching you into becoming uh, really I mean a, a, a national world competitor almost. And um, now I know you're coaching with someone else, but take us through that journey a little bit, track and field, what it means to you today. And maybe as an inspiration, also people listening who go, well, I'm like in my 60s, I'm not going to start running again. Or this is so rude when I ask that question. Everybody listening, forgive me. Madonna, most importantly, forgive me. Can we talk about age? Please do. It's okay. A she's in, race, she's right? insisting. So. It. So Madonna is in her late 60s now, almost uh, turning the clock onto the seven, and um, which is amazing. Um, uh, I think you're 69 now. Is that right? Oh, you got it right. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I'm just so fascinated by this. And, and she's running, you know, competitively the 100 and the 50 and the 4 by 100 and, and relays and everything else. And it's just incredible. So take us through that that story a little bit, and 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 how did you get inspired to do that? And was it always a passion of yours? Thank you very much for asking. And for those of you who are listening, I want to start off by saying absolutely anything's possible. Absolutely, positively. As a child. I watched the Olympics <laughs> and I was enthralled by the sprinters. Afterwards, I would play 100 yard dash in my backyard. And of course, <laughs> I won. <laughs> <laughs> I won. Of course, of, of, of course I did. On the playground, I, I was fast. Uh, as you get older, uh, Dreams of being an Olympian kind of went by the wayside. The high school I went to did not have 
track and field for girls, guys only. Hmm. I went into the fashion industry, eventually became a fashion marketing teacher. And at the ripe young age of 57, I had an overwhelming desire to run 100 meters. I love it. It it was as if the universe said, the universe, God's universe said, Madonna. Madonna, go run the 100 meters now. Yes. Yes. That was the voice. That was it. And I said, what? (laughs) I'm a fashion marketing teacher. (laughs) You know, it's 2011 and I'm 57 and I'm a fashion marketing teacher and I'm going, what? Run 100 meters. Run 100 meters. Could not shake the feeling. People have asked me, well, did you run before and then now you thought you would revisit it? Absolutely not. I had absolutely no prior experience whatsoever. Mm. I mentioned it to my husband. And he had track experience, a lot of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I'd like to run 100 meters. I didn't tell him the universe told me. I just said, I want to run 100 meters. And he said, okay, I'll coach you. Just do what I say. Like, okay, ladies, come on. You know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) I I know ladies are out there. What? What did you do? (laughs) Okay. But, But anyway, I did what he said. He was old school. He had me walking and jogging up hills and down hills with a backpack filled with five pounds of bricks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. Also ankle weight. Now, I didn't know this was old school until I met <laughs> until I met my new coach. But, but, I was going I was going to ask that question. At what point did you realize that was old school and there's new school? Well, well, with my millennial coach, that's, <laughs> that's how I found Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a second, too. Yes, yes. So, so yeah. anyway, my husband entered me into the 2011 Washington State Senior Games, and I'm like Forrest Gump, you know, run, Forrest, run, run, Madonna, run. And I won the 50, and I won the 100 meters, competing against Women who actually knew what they were doing. <laughs> well, obviously, newsflash there, Madonna. You yes. obviously then certainly knew what you were doing too, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. We just don't realize sometimes that we know what we're doing. Well, you know, uh, here I am. Never done this before in my life. Turns out I'm good at it. And what was interesting was that the ladies I competed against at the finish line, they were like, oh, okay. You know, people wanted to know what club are you with and this. Well, no, I just did this on a whim. <laughs> and they said, you should try out next year because you could go to nationals. And I'm like, nationals? You know, people who are listening, when you and – and I've seen people do this too. When people find out they're good at something that they didn't know they were good at, Sometimes, especially women, they don't believe like, what? Nationals? You think I should go to nationals? Am I good enough to go? Well, maybe I don't know about that. Me? See that doubt that comes in? And I think that if I had been a man doing this for the first time, a man would have said, well, shoot, okay, let's rock and roll. Let's go to nationals. Okay, what do I need to do? And, you know, looking back now, I, I, you know, I can see how I was doubting myself Mm. when other people who run all the time (laughs) and run around the United States can, you know, walk up to me and say, you need to go to nationals. What was a pivotal moment? And maybe that's a great, uh, you know, cue point for people listening. When you say, you know, I was doubting myself and then there was a switch. What is it that you look back at where you say, you know what, that really kind of encouraged me. That's looking back at exactly what I needed then. Was it your husband encouraging you to push further? Was it the people who said, oh, my God, you should do that next year? What kind of what happened in your ecosystem and the people around you that allowed you to kind of go to that next level then? It was 
both. It was both the people who were excited. When your competitors (laughs) are excited for you and tell you that, come back next year. (laughs) Excuse me. It's a qualifying year. You qualify for nationals. And I mentioned that to my husband who already believed in me or else he wouldn't have said, come on, let's go, you know, get that backpack full of bricks and let's go. So it it was a combination of both. I competed the following year and I made it to nationals in 2023 (laughs) in Cleveland, Ohio. Off my husband and I went. Uh, The following year in 2024, I was competing again. And ah, while I was competing, I heard this loud noise. I think think you just went into the future, Madonna. 2024 now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 2014. (laughs) 2014. Yeah. I was going to say, we're future talking. I mean, I'm sure you're going to go there again. (laughs) But uh, uh, right. 2014. Thank you. Thank you for reeling me back, darling. Uh, so anyway, 2014, I was racing, heard a loud pop, and it was my Achilles. Oh, my goodness. Everything went dark. I fainted over the finish line in second place, woke up looking at the sky. I was on the table, and the uh, <laughs> and the volunteer medical people said, you're not racing anymore today, Madonna. You have ruptured your Achilles. Well, I was out of the game for three years. But let me tell you, folks, my surgeon said, and I think I was 62 at the time, that because of my age and because my I had severely ruptured my Achilles, I would not have that explosive speed that you need to uh, take off to be a sprinter. Well, I'll tell you something. After that three (laughs) years, I got back in the game in 2017, and I won the 50 and the 100 meters. Take that. Take that, Mr. Surgeon. Take that, Mr. Surgeon. Also in 2017, that was my husband's first bout with cancer. Hmm. His very first bout. In 2018, I qualified for nationals again. And my husband, during 2018, it had two more bouts of cancer. And in November of 2018, he was terminal and um, had to go into hospice care. And he wanted me to keep running. That was uh, his last request to me was to keep running. (laughs) And in order to honor his request, I would need a new coach. Mm. I went shopping. (laughs) I went shopping. I love it. I went shopping. Interviewed two boomers, a male and a female. Mm -hmm. Uh, The one female boomer. I met her while I was rehabbing, Mm -hmm. then reached out to her, but she was busy, too busy to coach me. But she says, I know someone, (laughs) I know someone he's an Olympic hopeful (laughs) and he still is an Olympic hopeful for, for 2024 Paris. And, uh, He went to the University of Oregon. Mm -hmm. He's been an All-American eight times. NCAA champion five times. Pac-12 three or four times. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And when he was in high school, he was a national champion as well as state champion and was in the Junior Olympics, brought back some hardware. Can I give him your telephone number so he can call you? And I said, you had me at Olympics. Helpful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I love it. And ladies and gentlemen. 
gentlemen, when I retired from teaching, I was teaching millennials. Now I have a millennial who is teaching me. I love this. takes funny turns. Yeah, but you know what? This is all, this is fantastic. First of all, I want to, you know, thank you for sharing. I know this is still, you know, fresh in heart uh, with your husband uh, uh, passing. And thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing this in, in your journey. And and I think what's what's so interesting is, you know, as you as you talk about your coach now, um, there's obviously, and 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 I say this with great respect to your to your husband. You said earlier there's the old style and there's the new style. What is some of the things where you got the inspiration, you got the push from your husband, but now you're getting maybe more the technique. Um, I would imagine, uh, and, and, yes. and the efficiency of training, right? Smarter, not harder. Um, <laughs> what are some of what are some of the things? And I think it's important, right? I mean, you're in my generation. We were. I, I say this to people a lot. Community didn't really exist. You didn't know something. Go back and go study. There was no permission to reach out and ask other people for help. That just didn't exist. Go back and learn. Go to the library. Go do this. Internet wasn't existing where you could reach out to social media or a community online where you say, hey, I got this problem and what am I going to do? Or Dr. Google in the context of sport, rehab, or whatever else may be. Not that that's a good thing all the time because we make ourselves crazy with that. But I would imagine there are some things that are very, very uh, relatable to you uh, where you say, you know what, those one, two things, lessons, which are maybe specific but also generic in a, in a sense, th those were significant for me in regards to training smarter versus harder. With my new coach, <laughs> you are right about learning about techniques and mechanics. Mm -hmm. When he, when my coach, Marcus, started to train me, it was a favor to help this older woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Because as, as as a professional, he was um, coaching younger people <laughs> and high school people. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. now there's this, could you help this older lady out? <laughs> you know, could you help her out? And he's not going to say no. Sure. But it's a favor. I was wondering what in the world did I get myself into because the transition of what he had me doing, the mechanics of doing A steps, which anybody in track and field, you know what A steps are. You have to skip and it looks like you're marching, whatever. And having to do all these repetitions of, running 20 meters and and then you got to run as fast as you can 40 meters and then 60 meters 80 meters and then 120 meters running as fast as I can what this stuff is killing me and I'm going to be honest are you a whiner are you a whiner when you train well I almost was come on come on come on, come on tell us wait, wait I almost was but I had to nip it in the bud. Those of you who are used to doing something and you're set in your way, because I was used to my husband. Okay, do this, do that. And with, <laughs> with the new kid and how he's trained with uh, one day you're doing, you're lifting weights and you're doing right, right. this and then you're on the track doing all these repetitions all the time. That was all new to me. And I was wondering, what the hell did I get myself into? And 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 I I know I wanted a coach to, you know, tweak me to get me ready, but I wasn't quite ready for this huge yeah. transition between the two. And I had to talk, talk sense into myself. Now I'm a field general. I, in, 
I've been in retail management training where you have to get the troops together to reach the goal of the company, which is, of course, we're selling, you know, sell, 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 sell. And and it doesn't matter if you had a good season that, oh, we sold all this stuff. Guess what? We now have to gear up and there's another goal and we have to continue selling even more because now we have to beat our figures. Right. Right. You know, we we've we've got to beat our figures, we've got to beat our season. And I, the field general, had to talk to herself and say, What the hell are you whining about? Look at you. You needed a coach. You have one of the fastest men in the world in the 400 meters as your coach. He has volunteered to help you one day a week for an hour as a favor to this other woman that you wanted to be a coach. And she's a world-class master's athlete. What the heck is wrong with you? You see, you have to put things into perspective because I know as an instructor, there were times when I saw this perfect opportunity for one of my students to take Mm -hmm. advantage Mm -hmm. of, and they didn't do it. Their friends talk themselves out of it. And here I am. Yep. Talking to yourself out of it. When you, when you, I mean, competing is a, is a, is a tough thing. And, and I relate to that. So when you are in these moments, when you want to give up, when you, when you kind of push yourself to this limit where it's no longer comfortable and, and that's where growth happens. We talk about this all the time, but it's easier said than done oftentimes. Yes. What is it? What do you, is there maybe a, a story you tell yourself or a way you motivate yourself that when our people listening here on the, on raw rants makes them relatable to that. And they can say, Oh, next time that happens to me or next time I'm in a situation like this, here's how I can kind of circumnavigate my own limitations, so to speak. Is there something in particular, a practice or a mantra or a word or a sentence or something you do that helps you kind of reach that next level of not just challenging yourself, but ultimately letting go of that self-limiting, you know, syndrome? There's actually, there's actually two things. The first, I think about all the crap I've been through in my life Mm -hmm. being, bullied because of the color of my skin and Mm -hmm. how I can look back at that and see how it was a benefit to me because it toughened me up for other things that were going to uh, happen in my life. And I figure if I could go through day after day being in a situation where I'm the only black kid <laughs> in my <laughs> in my classroom in a school that only had three black kids in it in mm-hmm. a, you know in an entire elementary school <clears throat> and then the same kind of situation throughout junior high school and high school i just say if i could go through that i can suck it up and do this hmm. And there was a second thing, a pivotal moment with my coach and I, where I was so angry and I hated him. Uh, I had just come back from competing in New Mexico and Marcus had decided to continue to be my coach. And he was getting me ready for another race in Washington State. And this was maybe a month after I'd come back from New Mexico. For those of you who live in New Mexico, you already know this. The altitude (coughs) is, oh my gosh, it is so way above sea level. In Seattle, the sea level, uh, we're 350 feet above sea level. In New Mexico, it's 10 times that much. So I had to learn how to breathe. (laughs) And it's hot. So anyway... I learned how to breathe. But when I came back to Tacoma, 
and we were getting ready, getting ready for this next race. I was having difficulty breathing. (laughs) I thought because I was back in Tacoma that I would be breathing the same way, but I wasn't. And so I scared myself, like, how come I can't breathe? How come I can't breathe? Do you know what I mean? Because he's got me doing all these drills. Run 60 meters as fast as you can. Run 80 meters as fast as you can, like six times, you know, or eight times. And then run 120 meters as fast as you can. And I was having difficulty breathing. And here he is perched up on a bleacher with his stopwatch and... I have so much recovery time. Those of you in track and field know that Mm -hmm. you've got about 30 seconds or 15 seconds recovery time. And I just couldn't do it. I'm bent over. I can't breathe. He hops down off the fence. He's standing over me, trying to help me breathe. And I wanted to slap the living crap out of him. (laughs) If I could have breathed, if I could, I would do it. And he said, come on, come on, come on. You're going to do this. You've got six more to do. Come on, get up and do it. He wasn't yelling at me. He just said, come on, get up and do it. And at that moment, I didn't want to do it, but I knew I had to do it. Right, right, right. And I did it. (laughs) And then I laid out on the grass next to a sign that said, Stay off the grass. (laughs) You know, the grass, you know, the green in the middle of the track. And I said, I don't care. Come arrest me. Come arrest this black woman laying on the grass who's next to the sign that says (laughs) stay off the grass because I just needed that recovery time. And so I just mustered up and I did it, didn't want to do it, didn't think I could do it. And I did it. And sometimes in life, you get to a point where you say, I just can't do it. And somebody is telling you, your mom, your dad, your coach, your best friend, come on, you can get up. You can do it. Mm-hmm. You can't, you're not going to like it. It's going to hurt, but get up and do it. Yeah. And that's also trusting, putting trust in my coach too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's such a, that's such a good story. I love this. I wanted to punch him. That's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Thanks for sharing that whole story. So what's, what's next on the, on the track horizon? What's the next big competitions you're going to? <clears throat> in July of this year, I qualified in the 50 and the hundred to compete in nationals again. Uh, Congratulations. In Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, 2023 Pittsburgh. I'm in training for that. Now I I am rehabbing and, (laughs) and we'll get into the intense training in November. Now the national senior games are every two years, but because of COVID, they were back to back. So um, 2023 is, like I said, is the next national. And then the next national after that will be 2025. So right now, like I said, I'm rehabbing my abdominal muscles. And then uh, July 2023, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, here we come. Guys, go see Madonna in Pittsburgh, killing it and being the national champion. So I got to ask the question. Do you think you can do it? The national championship? Am I going to be able to do it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I've, I've, I've got a good team. I have a massage therapist and I have a, um, a physical therapist, which in a few hours I will be, uh, he will be assisting me. And, uh, what I didn't know <laughs> is that, um, when you first start sprinting, well, actually, when you first start com- competing, now, didn't you run track and field? Yeah, 800 and 1500. Okay, the long distance. <clears throat> when you're running 
the fastest distances back to back to back, which I did for the first time with my millennial coach who helped me to move, move, move up the ranks. Well, your muscles say, we've never done this before, back to back, running as fast as we can four times in a row, day after day after day. So this is new for us. So my muscles went, okay, we did this. Um, And right after the last race, the four by 100, my muscles said, this is it. Crawl back to Seattle. Crawl. Mm. Crawl. We don't have anything else for you. And so now I'm rehabbing. (laughs) Now I ran in um, July and now I am resting the muscles again before I get back into training. And, um, you know, there are things that you find out when you do something new. And that's one of the things. Yeah, and I can imagine that is that's such a cool story. I, I I love this so much, guys. You're <laughs> listening, I mean, it's it's such a cool story. Now, one thing before we go, because I know you shared this with me, and I gotta ask the question. You ready? I'm ready. You said to me also that you are an actress. Yes. Yes. So tell us about that little venture of yours. Yes, I started acting when I was in high school, but my darlings, because of the color of my skin, my parts were limited. Couldn't be anybody's sister, mother, or anything like that. Uh, But I tried out for parts anyway, knowing that, yeah, I know I'm good, and I know you're not going to pick me, but I'm here anyway. That's that competitive spirit in me. Uh, At the age of 65... I started acting in community theater. Love it. And and, uh, last year, I actually got to play the mother (laughs) of a white boy. (laughs) And and it was so, it meant so much to me. And I told the director and the entire cast about how it was for me in high school that this never would have happened <laughs> you know i never would have been casted as as a little white boy's mother you know and and then it was it it was it was like redemption like yes you yeah. know and yeah. and that, and that's another thing for your listeners too that sometimes when something you know from the past or something you've had in your heart all the time um just seems so impossible yeah, just give it some time. Look at me. <laughs> I got the I play. I love that. I love that. Now, love any it. any productions? Any productions coming up for you on the theater side as well? Um, not this year because of um, some other activities that I'm involved with came up, and uh, and with me going into training intensely in November, that window for me to to um participate has I love it closed because so I got to I I got to get a promise from you when you win the national championship you better come back to raw rants Oh I will I'll let you know We got to do that Yes If people want to connect with you Madonna is there a good way to connect with you how do you want them if they want to hear more about you they want to get this infectious spirit of you and 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 the inspiration and they have more questions or just want to connect with you to have a chat. How do they connect with you? They can email me at madfashion2001 at yahoo.com. Madfashion at two thousand madfashion two thousand one at yahoo.com. Yes. And they can go to my Instagram account, which is Madonna Fit, Fast, and Fabulous. That is beautiful. That is- That's what we're going to put out there. Madonna Fit, Fast, and Fabulous. Yes. That, that kind of sums you up anyways. You know, it does, darling, does it? It does. It does. <laughs> Madonna, I warned you of this, right? When this music plays, we're out of time. Yes. But I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You've been um, 
and I honestly mean this, you have incredible energy. Um, you're such a positive spirit. I can see the toughness and the field general. But um, you've been really an inspiration for me as well. And I'm hoping all of you guys listening, new friends, old friends, uh, maybe she's helped all of you listening who are new friends to come back to become old friends. And uh, when Nadonna is in 2023 in Pittsburgh competing in the national championships and she's going to kill that title, check. She's going to come back to Raw Rants. I want to say thank you. Guys, I want to say thank you to all, all, all the old friends. Um, it's been a pleasure. Madonna, it's been a pleasure hosting you. Um, and my name is Stefan Terringer. I hope that you're going to hit that subscribe button to the podcast. We're on all major platforms. I'm immensely, immensely grateful. One thing I want to share with all of you is this. Every Thursday morning, if you are somebody who likes to be self-reflective and likes to be somebody who ultimately talks about the stuff that we don't talk in other networking groups with, I'm hosting every Thursday morning something that is called the Inspirational Coffee Chat on Inspirational Thursdays. It's free to attend. There is no fee. It's been a group that's traveled with me for the last two years since COVID, about April, May of 2019. No, when was COVID? I already forgot. In 2020. That's when COVID happened and all shit hit the fan. And we all were seeking belonging, community, and talking about the stuff that we normally don't talk about. So that is the group. I would really invite you to be there. You'll find the information on LinkedIn. Connect with me on social media as well. If that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or wherever else you are, Instagram as well, wherever you get your social media fix. Follow us on Raw Rants. And here's only one thing really left for Madonna and I to do. That is, besides that, we're going to dance it out. I mean, I can't follow that, right? But besides that, we're going to dance it out. The last thing that's left when we go out of Raw Rants is Stefan and Madonna and we're out. We got to see you move a little more. This is so good. <laughs> now we're going to do all the silly stuff now. You've been listening to Raw Ranch. Our hope is to interview guests that will help you leap ahead by learning from them, their experiences, their hardships, and their wins. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, check out the website at rawrants.com and find us on Instagram and Facebook at Raw Rants Podcast. See you next time on Raw Rants. Rants.